Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, it was uh, sad to hear about the, uh, the passing of teenage head lead guitarist and original founding member of the band, Gordon Lewis. Uh, teenage head in the late 70s and early 80s out of Hamilton were hugely important to not only uh, the rock scene, but certainly the punk scene. And members of the Tragically Hip have uh, many times spoke of uh, teenage head and what they meant. Uh, to them growing up in Kingston and uh, getting into the uh, into music. And they had a couple of big albums, the, their first couple, Frantic City, and uh, I think the first one was just called Teenage Head. And they, they sold a lot of copies of those records, uh, certainly in Ontario and across Canada. They never really broke into the U.S. But there was uh, one event in uh, actually August of 1980 called uh, the Heatwave Festival. Happened out in uh, Bowmanville at the uh, Mossport Park where 85,000 people attended uh, this one-day event, and uh, Teenage Head were the opening act in front of 85,000 people. And I was just taking a look back at the uh, the um, the bands that played that day. The Pretenders were on the list, the B-52s, Talking Heads, Elvis Costello. And funny enough, at midnight, the Kings played. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at their set list, and they only did this beat goes on switching to glide once. <laughs> when I saw them, fast forward decades, they did it three times. Wow. In one set. But, uh, Frankie Venom and, uh, and, uh, Teenage Head were, I, I loved them. I, I was a big fan. And, uh, Gord Lewis passing away in his, um, in his apartment in Hamilton in a tragic way. His son, Jonathan, has been charged with murder. So. Oh, no. Yeah, there was a documentary I was just watching recently on them, and uh, yeah, so that certainly is a uh, is a sad day for uh, music fans uh, around the GTA who were uh, a part of that scene and loved that band. And the other person who passed away is Olivia Newton John, seventy three years old. She was first diagnosed with cancer in nineteen ninety two and has been on a mission uh, since then to uh, help raise funds and uh, come up with a cure. And they said that in 2017, it had spread to her lower back. She had been in remission for 25 years. Started as breast cancer. Yeah. 30 year battle. Yeah. And she, uh, she'd raised millions and millions of dollars for research, uh, with her uh, cancer and wellness center. She was born in England, raised in Australia and became a huge star in the early seventies. A lot of hits. But of course, 1978, Greece came along and that was it. You want to talk about bursting on the scene? Like, you know. Yeah. Greece is an unveiling. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and it's funny now how, you know, the movie is just beloved by so many. Certainly, uh, my wife is a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. I think I saw it like 12 times in the theater when I was a kid. Right. My parents took me, and then there was like birthday parties that I ended up going to, and then there was probably some girl I liked that I took her to see it. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like so many guys, had had a huge crush on her. Her movie career didn't really uh, stick around. She ended up in a film called Xanadu in 1980, and that just that sunk. But she had a couple of hits off of that. But really, her early career was was all music, and uh, and burst onto the scene as a, a country artist right at the time. Yeah, well, she was. I think she won the best uh, like new talent or whatever at the Country Music Awards, like in 1974. Beat it, Loretta Lynn, Dolly Parton, and Tanya Tucker. Wow. <laughs> pretty, pretty good company. Yeah. And, and at the time, Nashville, like, revolted that, you know, how can an Australian come here? Right. And, and, and beat that out. And she, she later said that, you know, like, uh, Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn stood, stood up for her. Hmm. Um, and, and she was always grateful for that. Um, and, uh, and, and one of her hits, 
that you know crazy she she told uh, in an interview a couple of years ago that um she didn't realize how sexual the song physical was mm. um and so and she was a bit embarrassed by it she actually tried to stop it but her management was like no it's already a hit this is huge uh and so when they went to make the video they made it about exercise and not about okay. sex they tried to kind of desexualize it right. a bit she won a Grammy for best video for that too. Yeah, and it was the the outfit she wore with the leggings and all of that was the Lululemon of its day. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I certainly spent a few times watching that video. Became a big fan. <laughs> you got physical yourself. <laughs> I certainly did. Uh, but and you know the interesting thing about her was that she got embarrassed by that song, and she really was kind of a Sandra D in real life. You right. know, she was very innocent and seemed. But she oozed this sexuality as well with all of these early songs, you know. So she she was a, an interesting person to certainly watch. And she uh, has left behind her husband and a daughter. Uh, John Travolta uh, paying tribute to her saying, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road and we will be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. You're Danny. You're John. Mm. So very nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have to think not only a 30 year bottle, battle with breast cancer, but, uh, is some tragic, uh, occurrences in her life yeah. uh, in the past couple of decades. Right. And, you know, she had a husband that was lost at sea. Yeah. It never found. Never right? found. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is sad. And, you know, now people look back at Greece, and, of course, there are those. And, you, you know, it's just this is one of those. It's like a woke moment where people go, well, look. Look at what she had. She had to whore it up. She had to become, you know, right, slutty yeah. so that she could be in the group. Why couldn't she just remain the intelligent young, you know. It was made in 1970. Yeah. It was a different time. <laughs> Leave it the hell alone. <laughs> when getting earrings was rebellious. That's yes. right. Ooh, she smoked a cigarette. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, passing of uh, Olivia Newton-John and uh, Gordon Lewis from the Teenage Head. And one last thought on Teenage Head. They had one of the all-time great slogans. F the rest. Head is the best. <laughs> Well, there was a bit of chaos outside of Mar-a-Lago yesterday with pro-Trumpers and anti-Trumpers uh, marching around because the FBI decided to uh, execute a search warrant, and they were in his home, Donald Trump's home in Palm Beach, Florida, looking for classified documents that had been brought there. Uh, they did take a few boxes of papers uh, with them, so we'll see what this all means in the end. Uh, I know there's some story about... Papers being flushed down the toilet at some point before he left the White House as well. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. There you go. Yeah, that was a, a an ongoing theme of his that there there had been stuff that he'd flushed notes down the toilet. Yeah. Um. But and this and this as well. <laughs> there's so there's a lot to unpack here. I was trying to watch some of it last night just to kind of figure out exactly what was going on. Uh. And and the FBI the FBI hasn't commented much on it. Yeah, Trump no. was the first to kind of un un unveil it and, and announce it uh, through his social media. Uh, he called it a, a raid and said they even opened his safe. Mm -hmm. um, and, and from what I can understand from the reporting is that this has kind of been an ongoing thing with, with the the archivist you know, from the White House who in charge of keeping all of the, the records and more importantly, the uh, the ones that are of national importance, uh, those are confidential records, right. ones that are, are uh, deemed uh, that cannot leave. They're, you know, high, high security, high priority. 
Um, uh, and they discovered that, you know, when Trump left the White House, he took about 15 boxes of documents with him. Mm. Some of them were classified, mm-hmm. uh, which could not leave uh, the White House or secure environments. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you've got a home safe, that's not the place to store classified documents. It's a place to put your passport or something that you've got. And so uh, there has been negotiations for quite some time uh, to get some of these documents back or have them more properly secured uh, through Mar-a-Lago. Mm. Uh, and, you know, this was kind of part of the culmination from it. Of course, you know, Trump supporters right away are saying this is uh, absolutely unjustified and, and, of course. uh, it, this is unprecedented, which it is. I mean, <laughs> for the FBI to search a former president's home, mm. let alone, you know, the last president, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, president, uh, is, is, Really something that, that has escalated to a level that's unbelievable that it's happened. But in some senses, you know, if you took something that you shouldn't have taken and, you know, they ask for it back, then you give it back. And he's got lawyers to go through this. And, and the fact that it's come to this is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, is it directed just at Trump? Is this a Joe Biden thing? No. Uh, the White House says Joe Biden didn't even know about it, whether you believe that or not. It doesn't really matter. If, if the president had the power to just direct the FBI to search things, mm. then, you know, you wouldn't be still looking for Hunter Biden's laptop and, and Hillary's emails. All of that would have happened under Trump. Guarantee. Yeah, and listen, the reason that something like this is unprecedented is because so much of what he did in his time in the White House was unprecedented. I mean, the guy was impeached twice. Nice. The stunts he pulled, this is why all this is falling down on him. You have Alex Jones, who's probably suffering the worst week of his life uh, currently, and that also leads to January 6th. So there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of things that are all pointing towards Trump during all of this and then why this is all happening. And, yes, as you mentioned, Hillary's uh, emails, he, uh, not surprisingly, uh, threw that out there again because that's one of the cards he likes to play anytime right. oh, yeah. uh, something's happening against him. Uh, and it's funny that he says the radical left Democrats have weaponized the justice system. Well, if you followed any of the January 6th committee hearings, that's exactly what he tried to do as well. Right. He tried to get the justice system to overturn the election for him. Um also coming out yesterday during all of this was, uh, you know, uh, John Kelly was formerly the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff yeah. under, under, uh, under Trump, uh, is releasing a new book. And in it, he revealed a conversation that he had where Trump was absolutely ticked off that these, you know, that his generals were not totally loyal like Hitler's generals were. Yeah. Right. Not shocked. <laughs> to which John Kelly replied, you know, like the German generals. He said, what German generals? He said, like Hitler's. He's like, you know, they tried to kill him three times <laughs> and, were, and came close. And uh, and Trump didn't know that. No. No, of course he does. He doesn't read. I don't know why he took all those papers <laughs> with him. He doesn't read. Wipe his arse with him, I guess. Do you use the baby talk? Well, internationally, amongst all cultures... When we're speaking to babies or young children, little kids, almost all of us will do the baby talk. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, it appeals to them, I guess. Well, we feel like it does. And we feel like our regular voice probably intimidates a little bit. Mm. You're not just going to walk up. Hey, baby. (laughs) Like Mr. T. We get a little sing songy the way we speak to kids. It'd be funny, though, if like a three year old turned you and said, "Eh, lay off the baby (laughs) time. Time to let it go, pal. Saddle. 
Um, the, the one area, though, and as much as we're all fine with talking to babies and little kids uh, with the baby talk, uh, universally, again, almost all of us say, you don't dare do it in public with your significant other. Oh, the smoopy smoopy. It's just too much. Right. Now, I will admit that I have probably, in a group of people, you know, you're sitting around a table, you're on a patio, you're having a meal, had a few drinks. I might have accidentally slipped into the baby talk, talking to Maria. I mean, not full on like smoochy smoochy. Right. But, hey, sweetie, or some sort of, you know, yeah. coy little. I think I've heard you do that. Yeah, I've done that. Like, what are you going to have, sweetie? Yeah. Sweetie's just what you call her, I right? I think so, yeah. Well, out in public. Right. At home, I have a completely different <laughs> name for her. <laughs> <laughs> and when she's not in your shot, a completely different name. <laughs> a lot of hard consonants. Right. Um, and, and, if, and if you've ever been out in public with another couple and they start into the baby talk or they're very affectionate with each other, right. it can get annoying fast. That can happen, especially if you're in, a, in like a group of friends, like a group of couples. Mm. And there's one couple that maybe is a bit uh, newer a couple. Yeah. Like they're, they're still in that newlywed phase. Right. Right, and they're going full on schmoopy schmoopy, <laughs> and you can kind of feel the eyes of your partner burning into the back of your head, as to, or they clench you a little tighter. I mean, why are you not acting like that? Here's where Maria and I are in our relationship. When we go out to eat, like at a diner, and they got the TVs on CP24, the two of us just <laughs> stare at the monitor like zombies. And I don't know what it is about being in a diner. I, I won't put CP24 on at home ever. Like, never is it on in my house. Right. But I go to a diner, and I'm just... I'm Glued? I'm glued to it. Right. Tell me this. Okay, so if you and Maria go out uh, to dinner, yeah. restaurant, with uh, some other couples, yeah. two or three other couples, do you sit as couples, or do you sit... Uh, like guys and girls. Uh, I think we sit as couples. I think we sit as side by each. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You guys break into girls and guys? Uh, at times. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, it's always tougher to arrange that. But it, like, if you get one guy who's like left out across right. the other side of the table, you, you feel kind of bad about that. I, uh, I think with family events, if we go out for a meal with uh, Maria's family, uh, I think we kind of all mix and mingle. But, yeah, if it was uh, you and me and uh, Adrian and uh, Doug and Don, and, and right. I think that I'd sit beside Maria yeah. and try to avoid you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. So here's some um, good etiquette things to remember the next time you fly. Maybe you haven't uh, been in a plane in some time. We are actually uh, taking off on the 19th and flying up to Iqaluit. All right. None of it. Because, you know, that's on the bucket list for so many. Uh, I, listen, I, it's, Don't get a, jealous. it's a popular midsummer destination, <laughs> from what I understand. Can I borrow your snow pants? <laughs> It'll be single digits when we get there. Yeah, will it really? Uh, well, it, on average, I think it's about 10 or 11 that time of year. When I get there, it'll be minus 12. <laughs> it's 9 degrees there right now. Is it really? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I still the, have two weeks to go. I think the high is 12. <laughs> Holy crap. I, and I can't believe what it's costing us to fly there. I, it's... Lucky you know. Wasn't he just home? Yeah, and he could be home by Thanksgiving. Right. I don't know why we're going. I think Maria just wants to see it. 
So, okay. Well, I guess, I guess it's one of those things where you'll never see it otherwise. No. I mean, your son's living there. Okay, you'll go visit. Yeah, and, and I, I feel bad. I mean, we, we couldn't go to England to see Daniel because it was COVID and right. everything was in lockdown. And I really did want to go to England because yes. my <laughs> ancestors are from there right. and I've never been. <laughs> But I'm going up to Iqaluit. Instead of going to see Big Ben, you get Big Blubber. <laughs> I have got a massive bottle of Jameson I'm taking with me. Because, <laughs> one, I think they uh, only sell beer and wine. Uh, I know David's taken back whiskey with him. And I'm sure it's not cheap. So, uh, anyhow, I'm going to the airport. And uh, I've probably even forgotten some of the etiquette. And so frequent flyers share these thoughts. These are things so that you just don't annoy other people. Right. You know, we've always encountered somebody at the airport who's never flown before or acts like they haven't. Right. So some etiquette things. Um, be prepared at security. Yeah. And yes. I'm guilty of this. Taking off the belt at the last minute and taking off the shoes and, you know, the jewelry and emptying all your pockets. Be prepared so that you can just drop it in those baskets and move along. There are, you know, benches on the other side so that you can pull yourself together after. Right. Don't stand there blocking everybody else while you put your belt back on. Uh-huh. Uh, have your boarding pass on before you approach the gate. Gotcha, yeah. Check behind you before you recline your seat. Yeah. If it's a plane with groups of three seats together, the person in the middle gets both armrests. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they can't lean away. Be mindful of whether or not other passengers are in the mood to chat. If a person is using headphones <laughs> or earbuds, they don't want to have small talk with right, you. You're right. While on the plane, keep your shoes on at all times. Okay. Don't let your kid kick the seat in front of them, or any seat for that matter. Please. Practice proper hygiene, shower, and wear deodorant prior to the flight. Very much so. Yeah. It all seems like basic common knowledge, but it is amazing how often we forget. And, yeah. and you're right. The one that gets me is the security. Yeah. Right. And, and it, and it's just because it, be prepared. Yeah. Right. And yeah. just like think ahead. It, it is amazing. How many times you'll see someone get in there, and I don't know if it is the first time mm. they've ever been through security, but likely no, mm-hmm. right? And it's one thing if you're going to, like, say, a concert, and you weren't expecting to have to go through a metal detector, mm-hmm. and, and so you're somewhat surprised by it. And thankfully, we live in a world now where, you know, you don't have pockets full of change all the right. time. Right. At one time, we did. But it, I do find it amazing. Like, people stand there, and 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 how you'll... <laughs> this. Uh, this is a coaching thing related to hockey because uh, with the kids, it drives me nuts that if you're in the middle of the line and you don't know the drill, mm. pay attention to what the people in front of you are doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, that's, I say that with you know, when the kids along. come up to tryouts, follow along. Yeah. Right. And invariably you find one kid who, you know, five people deep will go the wrong way. And you're mm-hmm. like, how the hell <laughs> were you not seeing how five people in front of you did the exact same thing? We don't if pay you're attention. in a long line and listen, nowadays it's a very long line oh, for yeah. security. We should when start you, lining up. When you get to the end of that line, mm-hmm. if you haven't tucked things that are supposed to be away, away or had your pockets cleared out by that point, then you, there should be another line where you just go and sit and wait and time out for a half hour. 
Yeah, I'm always shocked to see the person who, uh, upon approaching some counter, has to show their passport and is like fumbling around for it. Right. You know, have that out. Have it ready to go. Now, the final etiquette tip they give, and nobody listens to this, but it is said, when getting off the plane, don't pack the aisle or try to push forward. It's faster when everyone gets up row by row in an orderly fashion, but that never happens. Well, this is kind of like the zipper technique. Uh, when it comes to driving, right? When, mm. when you're, when you're merging, like, is this, is this a massive merge mm. to get off of a plane? But it's amazing how many people want to push ahead yep. to get all of about two seconds ahead. I, you always see those people too. I mean, the seatbelt sign is still on, but they're up with the thing open and they're pulling out their suitcase. I think the uh, flight attendant should make them sit down and now they're last off the plane. <laughs> I love it when you run into that same person later when everyone's waiting for their bags yeah. at the carousel. Yeah. Well, here you are, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Russian. 2,000 people were asked about what they would rather rent than own. And at the top of the list, movies. You know, we used to buy DVDs and right. we just stream everything. Yes. Uh, music, no one wants CDs anymore. So uh-huh. that's why we have services and streaming services for that. You know, it is such a shame, though. You know, the, uh, the idea, again, I was watching that Shania Twain documentary the other day and the amount of albums she sold. It's amazing because that was when people actually left the house and went to a record store, mm-hmm. purchased an album, took it home. And there's something, you know, people who are really into vinyl, it's a very romantic kind of thing. They're in love with the whole idea of the sound and being warmer and all of that. And there is something kind of very cold about, hey, Beyonce's new album dropped and just, you know, listening to it on your phone. Right, yeah. But it's the way we do things. Well, now. I mean, look at this business. How many like albums we used to give mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. as a prize. Now you don't even get them. No. Right? Like, no. Well, you send you a link. We uh, used to, when I started in this business, the station I started at had a room, and I know this is no good for the listeners, but what, what size do we think this room is? Uh, I don't know, 20 by 20, something okay, like so that. Yeah. The, so it would have been double this. Yeah. Just Full of records. Right. It was the library. Yeah. You know. And yeah. you'd go in there with your music sheet and you'd go, like, being at the library, you'd pull all your records and you'd throw out your back carrying them all into the control room. Well, and, and from the other element of it, too, is that I, I get a lot of requests from people who are running charity golf tournaments or events right. or, or Jack and Jill's, like, requesting a prize. And, you know, we used to have CDs, albums mm-hmm. laying around. And, okay, well, I might be able to flip you one of these. Or even concert tickets. Yeah, nothing. Right? None of them. We don't get those anymore. No. It's just a digital receipt, which you can't transfer like that. We got rolling papers. Yeah. That's what we got for you. <laughs> and lots of them. We got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things we'd rather rent than own. Cars. A lot of people prefer leasing instead of buying. Yeah, that's a new trend for sure. Or just using an Uber service. Certainly if you live in the in any kind of downtown core, it is probably a lot easier just to Uber around. I was saying we, that to, go ahead. Well, sorry, when we all got together the other day uh, in, in, in Quebec, one of her cousins, uh, Adrian's cousins, came in, and he was using, like, a, uh, one of those community share auto programs yeah. where you basically, you know, share the car yeah. with someone else. No, it's, it's a great idea. I was, again, with, with my father on the weekend, you know, we were talking about him aging and driving and, at some point, he's probably going to have to give that up. And he's very concerned about that happening. And I said, look, Dad, we'll set you up with Uber. We can get you an account now that you got your smartphone. Right. Although out of the two of them, the only thing that's smart is that phone. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I love my pops. Anyhow, uh, it could be called a dumb phone because it does yeah. make us more stupid. So I said, well, we can, it's so easy now, and it's a great thing for seniors if they have a phone because you can really just set up an account with a service, right? And you can literally have the same car and all, same driver, like basically becoming your chauffeur. Yeah, but there's a trust element to it. Mm-hmm. Just like you don't trust using an app to order a pizza. Right. Like you want to talk to a physical person to make yep. sure that that's going to come. Yep. There is that element that, uh, you know, how do I know this person's coming? Even though they can track the car literally coming to them. That's right. Yeah. We like to rent storage space. Like, just get rid of crap. You know what? It is It, it is amazing whenever you see uh, some sort of new development mm-hmm. happening and you're like, oh, man, they must be building some massive new factory or new business that's coming. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it's going to be. And it's a bloody storage facility. They're everywhere. I and know. They're, and they're the, like the, they built a new one in North Oshawa. I saw that recently. That like it looks like a full condo development. It, it looks with like, like an office space yeah. and rental and all. And I'm like, this is storage. Like you could drive cars right into it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It looks like a fancy mall. And I guess it's just because we accumulate stuff. Yeah, we won't get rid of it. And anything. we don't have houses big enough to to store it all yeah. in. Now. Yeah. Uh, phones, we'd rather rent a phone than uh, own it because, of course, then you can upgrade to the newest phone, gotcha. whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, tools, yeah, it's so easy to go and, like, rent a, an expensive piece of equipment if you're doing a one-time job. Uh, wedding dresses seems to be uh, renting is uh, the way oh, to go. Oh, okay. Well, Which it does make sense. Guys already always did it with the tux. Yeah. And you're only supposed to wear it once. Right. <laughs> uh, sports equipment, like skis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Martin joke. Yeah, that's I right. was on a ski lift with a guy. His name was Rental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and finally, uh, cleaning equipment like uh, rug cleaners and stuff that you get at the grocery yes. store. Oh boy, that's happened for years, right? Yeah, that was the, the thing. Steam to do. cleaner. Yep, yep, that was the thing to do when we had carpets. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, we don't have much of that anymore. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.